Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Good morning! Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's time to wake up. It's five, and we're live. Oh, is this thing on? I don't care. I want him to hear. This is the pregame show, your early morning shot of sports on 95.7 The Game. Come on! Yes, sir. Good morning, family. Stephen Langford in with you. And it's a good morning this morning. Not because of what happened last night with the Warriors and the Nets, but because it has been three long months. I've counted. It's been three long months. But I got all green lights going into work, baby. Quick. Drive through San Francisco. Foom! Alright, nobody cares. But the Warriors did get over, get that win over the Nets last night. And my goodness, in a game where it was nationally te- televised, in a game where you only got two other games on the slate, there's no other NBA game being played. So if you're an NBA fan, you are watching this game. In a night where... Steph is going up against KD for the first time this season with the Nets team that has been without Kyrie Irving but has still managed to keep their place within the Eastern Conference. And the Warriors blow them out in convincing fashion, 117-99. to And before we talk about the defense, Steph, all of that, I got to say, I'm very happy for Kenny Atkinson this morning. I'm very happy for that guy. Warriors assistant coach, newly hired Kenny Atkinson. Because kind of like a kind of like a player who's on a contract year, it feels like Kenny Atkinson is really trying hard to get back to being an NBA head coach. And the Brooklyn Nets and this And I came to this realization last season when that writer was doing an interview, Matt Sullivan, who wrote the book on the Nets and how the team was formed with Kyrie and Kevin Durant and James Harden. When he wrote the book, he said that they essentially just told Kenny Atkinson, we don't want you as our head coach. Bye-bye. 
Like, they were the ones who were calling the shots. So this was a Kenny Atkinson revenge game with his new Warriors team. And man, did they deliver. Now, there were a couple of moments in that game that I really liked. But the number one thing that we have to pay attention to, I think, is the third quarter. The third quarter right now, I'm just going to give you this stat right off top. In the third quarter, overall... The Warriors are at a plus 124. A plus 124. (laughs) The second best team in the third quarter are the Charlotte Hornets. You know what they're at? Plus 50. 74 points is the difference in the third quarter for the Golden State Warriors. It's like they're back to being... What was that? Was that the the 2018-2019 season when they were just unreal in the third quarter, but it looks like they're back to that right now as last night, uh, the third quarter, they outscored the Nets 35-18 to when it was really back and forth in that first half. In that first half, it was it was interesting because you had the Nets who were getting to the line and the Warriors who were making some relatively unnecessary fouls, but Already in that first half, and I'll have the sound for you later on, Steph was just being Steph. On the floor, his first appearance to be Alitza. Hand off to Curry. Curry gets Griffin. Curry now gets double. Backs up. Shoots a deep logo three. He got it. His third triple of the quarter. Oh, what? That was a deep logo three? He he had an even better one the next shot. Screen hardened, splits traffic down the lane, throws the corner. Griffin takes the corner three, missed it. Peyton, the second with the rebound. That's a shot the Warriors want to see him take. Curry, one dribble boxer, half court. Curry! Another three from way downtown, and that has the crowd buzzing here in Brooklyn. It's a two-point game. And following that, Steph would eventually get to the foul line, and somehow the fans are chanting chanting MVP at Barclays Center, and everyone is going nuts, saying, oh, this is all revenge for Kevin Durant. Everything that happened over in Golden State, he was overshadowed by Steph in terms of the fans and how they reacted to him, and now Steph's getting the MVP chance in Barclays Center. Oh, it's oh so poetic. But man, Kevin Durant even had a lot of respect for what Steph was doing. Here's Kevin Durant after the game. I mean, he's a master at what he does. I've been saying that since, you know, he came into the league, you know, just a crafty player that can pretty much do anything off the ball, that can, you know, cut to the rim, shoot floaters, shoot threes, and then he can handle the basketball, too, and get down to his spot. So, I mean, you know, I've been there. He put in a ton of work. He cares about the game. He loves his teammates. He plays with energy, you know. So that's what you get, you know. Any night, every night is a player like that. playing at All-Star, well, MVP, Hall of Fame level you know you got to respect it and right now within the top three guys of scoring it goes Steph it goes KD and then it goes DeMar DeRozan so those guys are within the top three but Steph overall last night in his 29 minutes on the floor he got into a little foul trouble but even when he did and and Steve Kerr subbed him out in the third quarter which he doesn't normally do they were able to gain eight more points on the on the Nets anyway. So in the end, it doesn't even matter. Shout out to you, Lincoln Park. But overall, 
12 of 19 shooting, 37 points. He scored nine threes on the night. He also tallied seven rebounds and five assists along with two steals and one block. And that's really what the story was. It's not like... It's not like everyone on the Warriors was going off. I mean, Andrew Wiggins played real well and had that nice buzzer beater toward the end of the first half. He had 19 on the night. Jordan Poole, he had 17 points even though he was 0 of 7 from 3. He was still bringing that energy. Draymond had 11 points, knocking down 5 of his 6 shots. Then everyone on the bench contributed. Damian Lee with 5. Iguodala with 5. Kaminga with 7. And we'll get to Kaminga in just a second. Otto Porter with 6 of his own. And he also had 3 offensive rebounds in the process. Process. Gary Payton with six, but it was the defense in the third quarter in which they were really stifled because, again, they were going back and forth in that first half, and the Nets were getting more of the advantage at the foul line. But by the time the first half was over, as it was tied, uh, or excuse me, as the uh, as the Warriors had the lead 63-58, to 58, then in the third quarter, they continued to make adjustments, and they were fouling still a little bit, but they were not letting James Harden do anything. Kevin Durant, after the first quarter, they pretty much rendered him useless, which is just unbelievable. I mean, he only had 16 points on the night, and he was not very good. Or excuse me, he had 16 points in the uh, in the second half, and they or in the first half, and then he only had three points in the second half. Let me repeat that again because it's 508 in the morning and it's early. 16 points in the first half, three points in the second half. And some of that may have been due to just the fact that he did barely played in the fourth quarter because the Warriors were already blowing him out and there was no point in Steve Nash having to bring him back in. But it's also because the Warriors were playing some terrific defense on him. There are some clips out there of Draymond just and, and, and Steph both communicating to where... Draymond knew what Kevin Durant was going to do. There's a beautiful sequence in the start of the third quarter. There was about 11 minutes left, and Steph is on Patty Mills. KD tries to create a switch where uh, where Patty would set the uh, screen on Draymond Green and then hopefully switch on to Steph Curry. But Draymond is communicating with Steph and said, hey, They're about to set a screen to try and switch. I'm going to continue to follow Kevin Durant. Stay on Patty Mills here. Don't switch on to KD. And what does he do? Draymond sticks with Kevin Durant, and then he hits it off the uh, the front iron of the rim. Shot doesn't go in. And then James Harden. James Harden just continuing to go up for the fouls and doing what James Harden does. He's such a he's such a frustrating player. I'm really glad that he's no longer in the in the Western Conference. And he had 24 points on the night, but 10 of those were scored from the free throw line. He was only six of 13 overall. Just a just a great win for the Warriors. And then there's Jonathan Kaminga. Then there's Jonathan Kaminga. My favorite sequence, it didn't even end in a it didn't even end in a Steph 3. It wasn't Andre Iguodala hitting the buzzer beater at the end of the third quarter. Uh, and <laughs> just a just a just a prayer just heaving it up at the end of the third quarter. No, it wasn't that. It wasn't anything Steph did in the first half. But it was the sequence in which they didn't score, but it was when Kaminga got the block on Harden. Harden down the lane, rejected! Kaminga with the block came out of nowhere! Harden says, who is that? <laughs> so so Kaminga just gets up 
when Harden passes by Steph Curry in the lane. Kaminga gets up, makes the block, but my favorite part about it is that Kaminga then ran the floor while Andre got the re- uh, got the rebound off that block, and then Andre goes in with the behind-the-back pass to Kaminga, which didn't end up in a dunk. It was supposed to. And if that play would have finished, that would have been the play of the night right there. But that was one of my favorite moments. And Jonathan Kaminga making his way into the game toward the end of the first quarter um, and then to start out the second. He's just continuing to earn more and more minutes every night. Overall, with his 18 minutes on the floor, again, let me remind you, seven points with six rebounds, two of which were offensive. He also had an assist and that block on uh, and that block on Harden. But he just looks so comfortable. And he's basically telling you, Look, I've played in the G League before. And I could play I could play in those games if you want me to, but I belong up here. I don't belong over in the G League play with the G League Ignite. I did my part there. Now I'm with an NBA team. I'm not going back to the G League. I'm going to do what I can to stay here on a basketball court, on the NBA court. And if you are going to do that, well, the one way you're going to do it is to be on the court with the national spotlight with the Nets on the opposing side, and you're going there, you're having to guard one-on-one with Kevin Durant. You're having to guard James Harden. It was just, it was it was good to see. He looks just more and more comfortable on the floor uh, as time goes on. But it was just a full team win, and the Nets really just didn't know what to do. They were trying to make adjustments. They couldn't. Um, for the first time in what feels like forever, somehow the Warriors didn't let Patty Mills go for 30. <laughs> Did it? Yeah, isn't it? Patty Mills is one of those guys where he just hit that, hit those threes, and it'd be heartbreaking. Then by the end of the night, you'd see he score like thirty-five points, and it's like, where was this? Where's this Patty Mills every single game? But they only managed to get him to eight points. Again, KD and James Harden they combined for forty-three. Harden with the twenty-four, and uh, Durant with the nineteen. Blake Griffin had four points. Bruce Brown, actually, I thought, had a pretty nice game. He played with a lot of strength. And then they had DeAndre Bembry as well. And Bembry, I actually really liked. He was playing some good defense, and that led him into a little bit of foul trouble. But overall, he had nine points. And and, and it just proved that the Warriors right now, and I haven't even mentioned Gary Payton yet and what he was doing on the floor, the Warriors have far more depth than the Nets by the looks of it. Just looking at their entire roster, uh, if you're looking at it 1 through 13, which is the amount of guys uh, that they ended up playing last night, if you're just looking at that roster alone, far more depth on the Warriors' side as opposed to what happened on the Nets' side. So, shout out to the Golden State Warriors, man. That was just a great win overall. But coming up next, we'll get to more of the sound on Steph and the MVP chance that engulfed Barclays Center. We'll get to that next. Stephen Langford in on the pregame show, 95.7 The Game. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Now back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Here's Stephen Langford. From the 408. What an awesome win for the Dubs. I still can't stand Harden. And nice to show Durant what he left. Still on top, even without him. Hashtag Curry, the real MVP. From the 4015, speaking of KD not playing in the fourth quarter, did you see the latest tweets that will be the topic of discussion? I'm sure by Skip Bayless about Steph. Ridiculous. No, I have not. That's why I try to stay off his Twitter as much as possible during live sporting events and after games. If you wanna if you wanna follow me on Twitter at nice guy Steven, I will give you a heavy dose of commercial talk. That's normally when I do live tweet. Uh, shout out to, what is it? Mayor of Kingstown on Paramount Plus. I saw that a couple of times on the broadcast. Looks very exciting. Uh, from the 510, big thumbs up to Jordan Poole when Steph was in foul trouble. That guy put so much pressure to get to the rim. Dude did his thing. Awesome effort for the dubs, man. We back, baby. That's JP from the stack. There was that moment where, it, I think it was in the second half, when Jordan Poole had the dunk on the other side. It was a it was a it was a rebound that ended up leading to a fast break dunk. And Jordan Poole, you know, yells at the crowd or whatever, then gets back on defense, but then doesn't get his man and actually tries to uh Draymond is already in the paint just posted up and I forgot who was taking the ball up the court, but then he was just dribble drive into the hoop. Then Jordan Poole tries to help Draymond and ends up getting a stupid foul call and then you <laughs> then you see Draymond yelling at Jordan Poole. You did have that other moment. Those two guys they're going to be fascinating to watch this year. And also for the 408, KD wondering why he was left on the bench with a seat in between him and Harden. That's Bane the 408. And from the 707, I'm pretty sure I was hearing some Warriors chants too. And that's what I was teased, or that's what I teased before uh, I went into this segment. Because did you hear the MVP chants that were going on last night? Because Steph was just doing some unbelievable Steph-like things in the first quarter. 
Curry, pressured by Hart, dribbles on him, gets held, penetrates, finds Draymond, skipped it back to Curry, relocation, are you kidding me? Ridiculous by Curry, backing up to hit a three to make it a one-point game. A deflected pass to his hand. Not only that when the play is broken, but also... Just when he feels like he can hit a pull-up from the Barkley Center logo. Curry has the handle far side. Iguodala, who's also on the floor. His first appearance to be Elitza. Hand off to Curry. Curry gets Griffin. Curry now gets doubled. Backs up. Shoots a deep logo three. He got it. His third triple of the quarter. And then he hits another one. Screen Harden splits traffic down the lane. Throws the corner. Griffin takes the corner three. Missed it. Peyton the second with the rebound. That's a shot the Warriors want to see him take. Curry, one dribble box for half court. Curry! Another three from way downtown. And that has the crowd buzzing here in Brooklyn. It's a two-point game. (laughs) It's just this dude. Out of every night, man, there's something, right? And... The way that the away crowd was reacting, I don't know if it was just because there was a heavy contingent of Warrior fans that were in the arena. I don't know. I I really don't know what the answer is. Or just Nets fans are just appreciating what they're watching. But I was thinking of guys just who every fan, doesn't matter what team you're a fan of, Athletes who every fan at least wants to see live. I mean, in football, I think it's Tom Brady. I I don't know if opposing fans are going to be yelling MVP chants for him because that's just not how the NFL works. Maybe if you're, I don't know, maybe if they're playing in Vegas because the Las Vegas Raiders can't seem to get a home crowd together, so a bunch of Buccaneers fans will be there. You'd probably hear MVP chants there. Tom Brady's one of those guys. I was thinking... Barry Bonds when he was shattering home run records like that dude was a spectacle and every stadium that he was playing in was a spectacle because at the time we were using the camera flashes you know our phones weren't taking photos at all at that time and they also didn't have the capability to just be used without a flash but back in that time that was always a spectacle no matter what stadium he was in the cameras were unreal but last night When he hit those three threes and he continued to score, it is 40 to 36. 40 to 36 to the Nets. You got about seven minutes left in the second quarter. And I heard last night on the broadcast, and if you if you saw it at all, you heard the MVP chance in the background as Steph is going up to the free throw line. That's a tough one there. Sixers trying to get by. Without Joel Embiid, it's been difficult. And Utah's defense over the last four or five games has tanked. And so they're struggling a little bit. And now the sound is a little bit muffled. Shout out to you, Stan Van Gundy. And I was hoping that would play out better on the radio, but sometimes that's just what happens with live radio. You think it sounds better in the background, and then all of a sudden you play it on air, and it's not as obvious (laughs) as it sounds in the back. But those were MVP chants. MVP chance in Barclays Center. I know everyone's talking about Kevin Durant, and sure, I'm, I, I do think there is a little bit of KD who wishes he did stay with the Warriors because that really seemed like, as of now, I, the Eastern Conference is so wide open. I'm not going to say that he can't win a championship with the Nets this year, and if they ever do get Kyrie Irving back, then I do think that could be a pretty lethal team especially when you're when you're getting uh, into the playoffs and and i understand the championship thing 
But those MVP chants for Steph are exactly why Kevin Durant left in the first place, and now he can't seem to escape it. I don't think he regrets his decision because with the Brooklyn Nets and the way that and the way that they're constructed, he has all the autonomy over there. KD can just do whatever he wants. It's not the same here in Golden State. You have to build up that equity, and Steph and Draymond are the top two guys who do have some say. But, for example, when Joe Lacob was in studio with the Morning Roast, when Joe Lacob, Warriors majority owner, was in studio, he talked about the balance of personnel decisions, the power, the, the balance of power within personnel decisions. And, you know, when he's asked about how him and Steve Kerr and Bob Myers all delegate that process, he says it's a collaboration. You know, they all work uh, as a team. And then Joe the Butcher Boy Shasky followed up asking how much influence Steph and Clay and Dre and the players have on the personnel decisions. And Joe Lacob says, of course we ask for their input. And he also said that Draymond gives a little more uh, input than he's asked. But he also said that, look, the players play, and that's what we pay them to do. You know, so really, they do have some influence, but it's not the be-all, end-all. Over there in Brooklyn, the players have the power. And that's what was made apparent by that book that's written about him that still has yet to be released, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but when Matt Sullivan spoke about it, that's what, that's, what, uh, that's what struck me. It's just that KD and Kyrie can basically do whatever they want. Whatever they want. And there's a lot of inside stuff going on there. And KD didn't dispute any of it. So if I had to guess, I think KD is okay with his decision just because he can remain independent over there in Brooklyn. But Steph was giving him a eh, pretty sweet reminder. Like, hey, this is what you could have stayed with even if you had to give up a little bit of that power that you have over there in Brooklyn. Here's what Steve Kerr had to say about the crowd. Because... Not only were those were there those MVP chants, but when Steph was being taken off the court and uh, he was in foul trouble, we know what Steph does. Whatever there's the whistle blowed and there's a timeout, whatever it is, if Steph has the ball in his hands and he has the opportunity to shoot it, he's going to do it. And he shot it from the logo when the when the whistle was already blown, and then he knocked it in, and the crowd was going crazy. So here's what Steve Kerr had to say about the crowd enjoying Curry. The way the crowd energizes when Steph starts uh, rising up from 30 feet, it, it's it's everywhere. You know, it happened in Charlotte the other night. It happened tonight. So, you know, I think the fact that our team is good again and, and uh, is playing well and has a good record adds to what Steph brings to the table every night in terms of his skill and the showmanship. And so that stuff is, uh, you know, when, when you're winning and you get the incredible – uh, display of skill from Steph. It's uh, you know people are going to watch, and um, so it's it's fun to be back in the in the spotlight again. Our team is really enjoying being back here. And then Draymond spoke about it after the game, hearing the MVP chance for Curry. Nah, that was shocking. You got Kevin Durant having the type of season he's having, which he always has, but I think it's even better this year to not only with an MVP chance, but like the chance when he eruptions when he get the ball. That was different. But Steph is special like that, so I understand. But that was crazy. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't even think Steph expected it. 
From the 408, hey, nice guy. Warriors got me locked in, scheduling my day to make sure I don't miss a moment. Don't take Curry for granted. We are back, baby. LFG. From the 510, Chef Curry, the runaway MVP, owns Durant. And speaking to the 408's point, one of the one of the worst parts, the only bad part, really, if there's any bad part about those championship seasons, it's that during the regular season, they already knew that they were the best team in the NBA. So watching the first half of those games was just... You know, it was whatever because because they knew they'd be able to come back no matter what the deficit was. I really wish I was a betting man at the time. I'd be live betting the crap out of the Warriors if I was uh, if I was betting back when Steph and KD were together. But the Warriors, they don't want to make you miss a moment this year. It means something to them. Like they want that number one seed. Right now, they got a twelve and two record. Um, the the Western Conference has some good teams involved there, but. The team that was favored to win the Western Conference in the first place, the L.A. Lakers, they seem to be in disarray right now. And even without LeBron on the floor and the talent that they have on that roster, they're not able to stack up wins. The Warriors are appointment television in the NBA right now. And there's no other team that I'd rather watch. We always talk about our favorite league pass teams. You know, the NBA fans, if you have League Pass, it gives you the opportunity to watch any game, really, at any time from separate broadcasts. And I do like watching the Charlotte Hornets. I do like watching Chicago Bulls. But there's no other team that I would rather watch than the Golden State Warriors. And I'm just... I feel... I feel fortunate as hell to be able to come in at 5 a.m. to talk about them. And, you know, the... East Coast road trip has a little something to do with it. I mean, I'm not I'm not going to hate on the 4:30 start. I kind of like that, and they still got a bunch of 4:30 starts coming up as they're going to face uh, the Cavs in Cleveland, and they're on to Detroit to face the Pistons. And uh, and I'm actually I'm I'm pretty sad because the Cavs they have that rookie from USC Evan Mobley who has been fantastic this year, and if you watch any highlights at all, he reminds you of Kevin Durant. And no, not just. I'm not saying he's the same as Kevin Durant. I'm not saying he's going to turn into the best scorer that one of the best scorers that we've ever seen. But he looks with the length, the fact that he's seven feet, can handle, can shoot wherever, can be a spot up shooter. I love Evan Mobley, but unfortunately, he's going to be out with an elbow injury for the next two to four weeks. So we're going to be missing out on him tomorrow. But it doesn't matter which team they're playing: Cavs, Pistons, Raptors, Sixers, Blazers, Clippers. All of those our appointment television, and it's all led by Steph Curry. And before uh, I do get out of here, <laughs> I do got to play this. Uh, I, 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 I feel like I have to say this, and this is the best joke that I think that I've seen so far uh, with the Warriors and the Nets. Wiggins had better shot selection than Kyrie last night. We'll be back after this. Now back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Here's Stephen Langford. Stephen Langford in with you. As the big voice guy said, from the 707, 
I always love Jim Barnett, amazed, laugh slash chuckle. Even after all these years watching Steph do this, he's still shocked. And year after year after, it just doesn't get old. Like, everything that Steph does is just unbelievable, whether it's off a deflection. Curry has the handle far side. Iguodala is also on the floor. His first appearance to be elite. Hands off to Curry. Curry gets Griffin. Curry now gets double. Backs up. Shoots a deep logo. Three. Got it. His third triple of the quarter. Curry pressured by Hart. Dribbles on him. Gets held. Penetrates. Finds Draymond. Skipped it back to Curry. Relocation. Are you kidding me? Ridiculous by Curry. Backing up to hit a three to make it a one-point game. A deflected pass to his hand. (laughs) You're right. Even a guy like Jim Barnett who played against Wilt Chamberlain. (laughs) Just what a terrific night for the Warriors overall, getting that blowout win over the Nets 117-99. to And the headline of this game is what they did in the third quarter because it was very back and forth in the first half, and then you had Andrew Wiggins knock down a big couple of threes in the closing minutes, and then, of course, he had that buzzer beater going into the half. So they'd have the lead by five already. And even with Steph, who started to get in foul trouble into the third quarter, he only played five minutes in that third quarter, but they outscored the Nets 35-18. to And I led the show off with this stat. And shout out to Anthony Slater of The Athletic, 95-7 Golden State Warriors insider. The Warriors are now plus 124 in their 14 third quarters this season. Plus 124. The next best team in third quarters, the Charlotte Hornets. Plus 50. Hmm. That's pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Thank you, Bonte. Pretty good. (laughs) A 74-point difference in the third quarter. No one even has a 74-point differential in the third quarter. (laughs) <laughs> like even even oh, I, I, I what I mean how else are we supposed to react to that? That's just if the Warriors are going into the half and they are down by if they're if they're into the half and they're down by five, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling real good. They're down by ten, feeling a little skeptical, but I'm still feeling pretty good. Down by fifteen. All right, all right. Let's pick it up a little bit, but still. In the third quarter. That's unbelievable. And that brings you back to that season when KD was on the team and they had that differential in the 2018-2019 season. I believe that was the year when they had that crazy third quarter surge. But they're back to it. But the reason that they did it, it wasn't because of the 35 points. I am far more enamored by the 18 points in which they held the Nets. Like, that's the time when you're in that half and you're saying, okay, here's some adjustments we can make here. Clearly, the Warriors felt like they could improve their defense from that first half. They would try to avoid the fouls, even though they didn't do that. And I'll actually get to something that Steve Kerr had to say about the foul trouble. I love hearing this uh, from Steve Kerr, even though they're at the top of the NBA right now with a 12-2 and record. But the way that Draymond was guarding KD after the first quarter and beyond was just unreal. That dude, 
He's so smart. And there's a sequence that was posted. It's in the third quarter, and it's something that not a lot of people would, would really notice right off top because that's that's how it goes with the NBA, right? You really can't uh, you really can't appreciate the defense that's being played really until you rewatch the game and rewatch a couple of the plays back. But there was a play where in the third quarter, with 11 minutes left, right out of the gate, they're trying, KD and Patty Mills are trying to create a uh, a, a shot where KD is going to get switched on to Steph, and then instead of having Draymond on KD, which is what Steve Kerr drew up, he'd try and switch Steph on to him. So there's a moment where... Steph and Patty Mills are, or excuse me, KD and Draymond are in the corner. KD has the ball. And KD is calling for a Patty Mills screen on Draymond. Now, Steph is on Patty Mills. So KD would be behind the three-point line. He'd have the screen on Draymond. Then he'd switch on to Steph. But Draymond, at the same time, is calling out the play. He is telling Steph, hey, Patty's going to come set a screen. I'm going to stick with KD. You stick with Patty. Let's just switch. And it was just so beautiful. It was art. And KD followed Kevin, or excuse me, Draymond followed KD, who pulled up to the free throw line to try and get the mid range. And somehow Draymond fought through the screen. And then he managed to contend his shot, or contest his shot. And it missed. Like that was just. The entire game right there in the second half. It was all the defense in the world. Now, 888-957-9570. That's the text line and the phone number. From the 408, the, is the, most impressive thing, the most impressive thing to me is how the Warriors pulled away in the third quarter with most of their superstars on the bench. Well, you know the guy who wasn't on the bench in that third quarter was Draymond Green. It was Draymond Green. Draymond Green, Jordan Poole, and uh, Kevon Looney were all on the floor. So they did have three of their five starters. Andrew Wiggins got into foul trouble early, too, so they took out Wiggins early. So Steph and Wiggins were the guys that were taken out. But Gary Payton, Damian Lee. Now, Damian Lee didn't do much, but he was able to compete on the offensive end. And then Gary Payton grabbing rebounds, assisting, stealing, doing all those different things. Uh, they were fantastic. They were fantastic. And somehow, even with Curry off the bench, they managed to gain eight points on the Nets in that third quarter. In that third quarter. Just a just an unbelievable game by the Warriors last night. And to do it under the national spotlight on TNT when you got a three-game slate and the two other games aren't going to be played till after, everyone, every NBA fan is focused on Warriors-Nets. And what they did to the Nets, I really want a seven game series. <laughs> I really want to set, I really want, I'm good with the Warriors and Nets final. I am. If the Warriors make it to the final and they make it through the Western Conference, I am totally fine if we get a Warriors and Nets seven game series because that would be enthralling. That would be. So exciting. And if that first half is any indication on what the competition would be like, I'd assume the Nets would at least make some adjustments. But man, I could watch these two teams play all day because they both do have some very talented players. I mean, did I, but also, did anyone see Steph just almost break Blake Griffin's knees last night? My goodness. I mean, there was a move that he put on him. Well, there was a multiple moves. It was it was moving so fast, I couldn't even make out what he was doing. But somehow it ended up where Blake 
was like looking like he was doing a squat, but falling over as he's doing the squat. And Steph just totally left him on skates. Like, just unreal. Unreal stuff by the Warriors last night. From the 415, don't forget about Kaminga. What was most impressive to me about Kaminga was him coming in in the first quarter and then into the second quarter and doing what he did. And doing what he did. I thought that was fantastic. From the 408, the announcers brought up the Mitten nickname for GP2. I don't know. I kind of like Young Glove a little more. I don't know if I if I don't know if I like Mitten. I'm not big on Mitten. I, I know EJ and Shaq and Barkley, they all brought it up and it was pretty quick. It's actually the halftime. Did anyone catch that halftime where uh where Shaq clearly wanted to talk about GP two because he showed out in that first half and he had this whole speech prepared and Ernie Johnson like handed it off to him without mentioning the name. Ernie Johnson is is saying, well, there's one particular player that we want to talk about. I love Ernie Johnson. There's one particular player, Shaq, that you wanted to bring up. Let's talk about him. And then Shaq is going through this whole monologue about how you should never give up if your dream is to become an NBA player. And then he's going through all his, you know, uh, uh, defensive player of the year in the G League. 10 games with the Warriors last year, and you knew that he's talking about Gary Vate in the second, but as they're showing the highlight package, you could tell that, uh, I think it was Kenny in the background, who were trying to basically say, hey, you, 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 you going to mention his name? You going to mention who that is? Because he just didn't even mention Gary Payton's name. The, the first thing, the first hint that you got that he was talking about GP2, not only was the highlight package, but also saying, I played with his father, I really liked his father. <laughs> so he didn't even mention GP2. Just a little funny observation from last night. All right, 888-957-9570 is the text line and the phone number. If you want to weigh in, and we do have a couple of calls on the line, and my guess is it's either Mitch in New Jersey or Duriel in San Jose, and you know how I do it here on the pregame show. I am in the producer studio, so I don't have the ability to screen calls while I'm doing the show, so I just screen them live on air. So let's go to the first caller here, and if... I answer to you when you say hello. That means you're on the air. So what's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, this is Mike from Pleasant Hill. Mike in Pleasant Hill. Oh, I was wrong, and I'm happy to be wrong. What's going on, Mike? Missed you, man. Hey, just a few takes here. Uh, 49ers, you know, got the big win. It just proves, you know, the NFL is a week-to-week league. If you don't believe that, just be a gambler. We don't know anything, Mike. We don't know anything. That's really the conclusion I've come to for these past two weeks. We don't know anything. <laughs> and a couple of takes. Uh, what about the play that I'm sure you know, Steve, to come on that on that fake field goal, to come from that three technique and roll around and make that tackle was a superb play. And then that actually beats the plays that, uh, that Stefan made. Uh, and then the next take is, let's take it easy on my buddy Draymond Green, how smart he is. He's not going to work for NASA. He's not going to work for NASA or anything. <laughs> Thank you, man. Well, I appreciate the phone call, Mike, but I'm not saying he's a he's a genius in aerospace engineering. I'm not saying any of that. But as far as basketball and on-court IQ, yes, he is a very smart player in his profession. I'm not saying the dude's a genius. <laughs> is that what it sounds like when I say that? Is that what I sound like when I when I say that Draymond's smart? Like he's smart with every single thing in the world. 
I don't know Draymond like that, but you, I do know Draymond on the court, and what I can tell you is that he's a very smart player on the court. I can tell you that. And I don't like judging any athletes who, you know, just based off press conferences and all of that. I don't, I don't know them as people. But Draymond seems like a very smart individual in general. I'm not saying he's like Albert Einstein. Call back, Mike. Love you. All right, let's go here at triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, this is Duriel from Arizona. Now, oh, Duriel in Arizona. What's going on, man? Hello. Yo. Hey, yeah, so I just want to say the Warriors are looking great, man. They would they would have beat the Nets so much worse if everybody was making their threes because there was only like three or four players that even made their three points that they attempted. So, you know, the Warriors are looking great, and I'm happy to see it. You know, living out here in Arizona, it's good to have something to look back on from the Bay Area with the teams doing good, 49ers won and everything. But, you know, with the Warriors, Draymond Green, he's still barbecue chicken to me. And... You know, everybody said that. How can you say that, was, though, man? How can you how can you say that after what he did against now. Kevin Durant? How can you say he's barbecue chicken after what he did against Kevin Durant last night? He locked KD down. He's not necessarily. It's, it's not all about defense. It's about the fact that he can't score, and guys can get what they want on him. Okay, thanks, Duriel, for the phone call. I love you. I love you, Duriel. But come on, the dude had double digit points last night. He 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 had what? Seven assists in total on the game? Eight assists, excuse me, I was wrong. Eight assists in total on the game. Like, give the dude some credit, my goodness. Shout out, shout out to shout out to Mike and Pleasant Hill and Duriel in San Jose, always calling in about Draymond Green. Hey, that's what makes the pregame show dynamic, you know what I'm saying? All right, let's go to the callers here. We got, we got one more that I got at 888-957-9570. What's your name, where are you calling from? Uh, this is Robert from Richmond. Oh, Robert from Richmond. What's going on, man? Yeah, yeah so uh, just calling in. Just, it's, good, it's good to see what the Warriors are doing. Um, I like to see, it kind of looks like they've adopted the Spurs kind of philosophy of, you know, old players with, you know, with homegrown players, with the young players coming in. And yeah. I like to see the chemistry that's, that's going on on the team right now. And for the, for the last caller, no way, man. You need Draymond on this team. He brings something that's different, that doesn't show up on the, you know, in, in the box scores, and you you need his presence, man. And 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 GP two, man. I think he's our favorite player in the Bay Area right now. That's all I got to say right now. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy, Robert. Because I, I, I stay on the line here, but last season, I mean, yeah. wouldn't you say that the player that was you know in the in the Warriors fans in the in the Warrior fan favorite pantheon that was, I mean, that was JTA, right? It was. It was. You know, and, and he kind of. He's taking a little bit of a, of a backseat right now, you know. Yeah. He, he has a slow start, but you know, I, he, he's the kind of player that you know has the work ethic, and he, he'll get back into the group. Yeah. Um. And but but for sure, man, we're we're on the GP two roller coaster, and and I'm I'm rooting for the guy to you know stay with the Warriors. You know, maybe he'll get something at the end of the season. But I'm enjoying the show right now, man. And Steph Curry, man, he, he's on fire, man. Steph is great, but and, and and you know it's just he scores thirty seven points last night, and I mean how much of the fourth quarter did he play? I mean he played six minutes out of it, but he was only in the in the he was only in the second half for eleven minutes total. So I mean Steph is unreal, but watching GP two and the chemistry that he seems to have with Andre Iguodala, it's just so fun to watch. It really is. And when you got Steph 
Andre and GP2 on the floor. Steve Kerr trying to mix up different things. I mean, I mean, it just it just elevates GP2's game, and I thought that uh, last night the rebounding for GP2, the lack of um, the lack of fear that he has to go up against a guy like KD and to go one-on-one with him and not be afraid to try and take him on even though he's going into the mid-range. Now, there are some times when you just can't stop Kevin Durant, as we know. I mean, he's seven feet tall, and he has so much length that it's almost impossible to block a shot. But watching GP2 this year has just been an absolute joy so far. And to the Draymond point, he hasn't done anything so far this season which makes you question it. Because there's always the, man, maybe two or three games in the season when we have that conversation about Draymond Green. Like last season, for example, with that game against, I believe it was the Knicks, when he was yelling at Wiseman, then the ref took it as Draymond yelling at him, so eventually he was ejected out of the game. Uh, That Spurs game in the closing moments when I believe when he just heaved it up that Hornets game when there was a bunch of there was a bunch of discussion on how that ended. We all talked about Draymond after that. We haven't had that type of game yet. I wonder when that's going to come because it's going to happen. It's inevitable in an 82 in an 82 game season where maybe he gets into a little bit of trouble and everyone starts coming out of the woodwork talking all this crap about Draymond, but these first 14 games he has been spectacular and in that third quarter when KD has 16 points in the first half and then he only has three points in the second you can attribute that to Draymond Green and here's what Steve Kerr had to say uh, when it came when it comes to Draymond playing on against uh, uh, playing against KD as a matter of fact actually let's go to let's go to Curry first and then we'll go to Steve Kerr here's what Curry had to say about Draymond's defense you take pride in, in the intensity of focus that it takes to, to do that every single night. And whether it's, you know, his, his communication, helping the young guys, him and Loon working together, sharing up the, the pain being the anchor of our defense. It, uh, it's a fun way to play because it, you can just see like at any point, you know, the avalanche can start, um, in terms of a lot of consecutive stops and then, you know, scoring, scoring the ball on the other end, and it's 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 tough for teams to, to keep that pace for 48 minutes. And then here's what Steve Kerr had to say about Draymond's defense on KD. Can't do a better job defensively than what Draymond did uh, tonight. You know, Kevin, as I've said it before, he's the most talented basketball player ever. I mean, in terms of that size and, and skill and ability to, to get any shot he wants, um, he showed it in the first, first quarter. He got anywhere he wanted, and then I just thought um, we stayed with it, and that was the main thing. And that third quarter performance Draymond was was with him everywhere he went and uh, you can't can't possibly do a better job than than what Draymond did and I want to play one more from Steve Kerr because um, you know Mike Brown has been that guy for the Warriors in terms of the the defense but Steve Kerr talked about mixing up his defenses last night because if you were hearing on the broadcast, they were going to a triangle and two different zone defenses. Instead of the box in one where you're just following around one player, they went to the triangle and two instead where you're really just trying to lock down two of their shooters as opposed to the other three. Here's what Steve Kerr had to say about mixing up his defenses. It's something that we we thought about a lot in the summer and um and, and worked on in training camp. And, and I, I think, uh, you know, if we can at least, you know, throw some different 
looks at teams, it's helpful. It's not always going to work, but you just want to be able to to change up coverages and make people think a little bit. The NBA is, is such a rhythm league now. You know, everybody kind of runs the same stuff. There's a million pick and rolls. Um, it's hard to defend all the three-point shooting. So you have to at least be able to mix it up defensively. And that's all we're trying to do. And I want to play one more cut from Kerr. And this has nothing to do with the game, but he gave us an update on one Clay Thompson. Here's what Steve Kerr had to say about Clay's progress. He played five on five yesterday, and then I think he's going to play five on five tomorrow. You know, I got good reports, and you know he's he's got to keep going. A two year absence requires a, a lot of work, um, not just the rehab, but you know the endurance. The strength there. So it's, it's great that he's playing five on five, but, um, you know, it doesn't mean he's going to be ready to, you know, step on an NBA floor, you know, next week or something. So, <laughs> but he's progressing really well. Tried to suppress the excitement. And I, I, I'm not going to act like I'm a doctor, but when I hear Clay playing five on five, and looks like he's playing pretty well. And then Brian Winhurst going on ESPN and saying that he's hearing Clay is looking like he's going to be back back. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo! Oh, that has me excited here at 5 a.m. And there is a text here from the 510. This is from Zuchi Main. Nice guy. What is Day Day's three point percentage so far this year? So far this year from the three point line, it's not 30, it's not 28. It's not 27. It's not 279. Not like he's done the past four seasons. His three-point percentage right now, even though he's shooting far less three-pointers, right now he's at 40% from three. 40%. He was one for two last night. He's having a great season so far, so they can continue to call in and hate on Draymond all they want. But what we're seeing on the court from him... T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.